0: Violence can destroy families. I decided one day that I could not stand having my children witnessing more of the physical, verbal and emotional abuse. While I was facing issues of family violence, I heard about a service available to assist people in my situation called InTouch. I called InTouch and spoke with someone in my language. InTouch gave me the support I needed. Thanks to the people at InTouch, I've been able to rebuild a better life for my family. If you need advice, contact InTouch for a free and confidential discussion in your language by calling 1-800-755-988 or search InTouch Multicultural Centre online. InTouch. Brought to you by Victorian Women Lawyers and funded by Victoria Law Foundation. The
1: Victorian Government LGBTI Community Grants Program has been established to foster the development of a sustainable and skilled LGBTI community sector in Victoria. The grants program consists of two funding streams, one for individual leaders and the other for organisations. The expression of interest process is now open. Please go to www.vic.gov.au forward slash equality for more information.
0: A 3CR
2: supporter. Hello, you're live on... Listen to Queering the Air, that's 855 on your AM dial with J&T. How's it going? Pretty good. I'm actually really excited. Oh cool. um, Why excited? <laughs> well, we are actually replaying an interview with Iraq Queer, which is the... First LGBT movement in Iraq. Um, obviously in modern in a modern sense, mm-hmm. there's no way that it's just a new thing in its history. Um, so we haven't actually managed to. It's not. It's not available online yet. So we're actually. Quite, I'm really excited. But playing it again, I really enjoyed doing the interview. And there was, I think three C R had a radiothon, like a fundraising radiothon, which I wrote a letter for. Some thoughts about. Oh, cool. And you're gonna read that. Yeah, out Yeah, I'm gonna be cool. reading that out. So I'm. Uh, mm. Later in the show. Exactly, cool. yeah. And we're going to play some poems and some songs. Exactly. As usual, in are they are just such a great radio station. <laughs> Why would you tune anywhere else? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get to it. So I had an interview with Amira Shur, who is um, a director of... Oh, I'm, I'm perhaps not director, but I guess a founder, you can say, of career. Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: cool. So just... So are we yep. going to go to that now? Yep. All right.
2: Well, let's go straight to it. I'm Charles, calling from... Bring the air at three CR Radio. How are you?
3: I am doing well, thank you. Awesome.
2: So, Amir, um, how did the movement begin, and how is it sustained?
3: Uh, we started uh, the movement in March two thousand fifteen, uh, but the planning for that was uh, a few months before, and I and my career started a couple, a few years before that. So, uh, there are a number of Things that led to the start of the movement. But uh, IraqWear itself, which is the organization, started after I reached out to the people who reached out to me when I was doing my previous work, and I asked them if they would be interested in joining something like uh, IraqWear. Uh, and the starting team was uh, four people after we launched. Uh, and now we have uh, 16 core members and more than 20 contributing members who are mostly inside Iraq. Uh, how it's sustained is uh, you wouldn't imagine the great passion and the commitment that those members are showing to the organization, even though that it's an, uh, it's a volunteer-based uh, uh, commitment. Uh, and we have people reaching out to us uh continuously and asking if they would be able to join and contribute to our work. Uh, so I think the commitment that the members have and the new energy that keeps coming our way is a main reason why, why we're still able to uh, continue.
2: Right. And um, seeing that, um, that you are based in Sweden, um, is Iraq um, completely operating in Sweden or is there a presence in Iraq or elsewhere to support the Iraqi diaspora?
3: Uh, it's registered in Sweden because it's illegal to register it in Iraq. Uh, but I'm the only person who is based in Sweden. Uh, the uh, the 16 uh, core members, uh, 13 of them are inside Iraq. So most of my team teammates are inside Iraq. Uh, we are working with uh, uh, people who have Iraqi and Kurdish backgrounds who are uh, living outside of the country. Uh, We are working a lot with asylum seekers uh, and uh, helping them with the process, Uh, but most of our members and most of our work focuses on uh, Iraq as a country, and we operate mostly from inside the country.
2: Wow, okay. And um, I've got a question here from one of our listeners, um, who is also um, an Iraqi um, queer person, question is what venues do the queer community have to express their identity in iraq Iraq. yeah
3: unfortunately uh, the venues are uh, reducing by number day by day Uh, so for currently uh, i'm only aware of one gay friendly place in the north uh, and not even that is uh, uh, a real gathering place uh since uh the US invasion uh, a lot of the uh queer friendly places in Baghdad and other cities were actively targeted by militias and by the governments they were burned down they were uh the people who were inside were either killed or put in jail so uh, that made it really hard for even private parties to be organized so even private parties wouldn't be bigger than a few people gathering together. Uh, So now the only platform that I'm aware of that is active uh, is IraqWare.
2: Okay, and um, do you think there will ever be mainstream acceptance of LGBTI community in Iraq?
3: Uh, Ever, for sure. Uh, I don't think there's anything that will last forever. So I think the lack of acceptance and the lack of uh, information that the population in Iraq uh, has when it comes to uh, uh, sexuality in general uh, will come to an end. Uh, And I think I've seen a lot of good signs uh, since we started the organization. A lot of people who are not queer have been reaching out to us and encouraging us to uh, uh, continue. We have a number of members who are not queer. uh, And uh, a lot of uh, the families that we dealt with, including my family, are very accepting and understanding. And uh, uh, even though the conversation is not very uh, common in uh, uh, in in Iraq, inside the country, among the population, Uh, But uh, a lot of people are following what we're doing on the organization. We have uh, more than 8,000 readers every month, mostly from inside Iraq. Uh, Out of the uh, 6,000 people following us on uh, Facebook and Twitter, uh, more than half of them are from Iraq. Uh, So people are now following us more and more, and that gives me Uh, a lot of hope and it represents a really uh, positive uh, sign uh, that uh, at least people are willing to know what what we're doing Uh, they're not completely shut down when it comes to knowing more
2: well and um Amir I think you mentioned just then that you had um readers um I just wanted to ask is uh, is this a publication that's online is it um is it just published in Arabic or is it published in other languages as well
3: So, our website is in three languages, uh, both Arabic and Kurdish because they are the main two languages in the country, but also in in English because of international exposure and uh, to be more visible. Uh, So everything you see on the website is available on all the languages. Everything is translated into uh, uh, all three languages.
2: And um, have you found any support and acceptance from from religious people, for example?
3: Uh, Well, we have a number of people who are religious who support what we do, uh, but they're individuals. They're not a part of a religious entity. They're not imams, for example, or uh, uh, mosque leaders. But they are individuals who are Muslims who... uh, send us messages uh, and uh, show their support for us. One of the uh, latest support messages I received was actually from a guy who said that he's Kurdish and he's Muslim and he's not gay, but he uh, wishes that we continue because we are asking for for equality and that's never against uh, Islam. So uh, there are a number of individuals who have been showing their support.
2: Okay, so um, what do you say to people who say homosexuality or even gay sex is wrong? Like, w- How would you respond to um, people like them?
3: I think that would depend on why they think that. So I will need to know the, the angle they're speaking from. But I think most of the times we can just introduce them to resources, uh, have a, an, a calm... Uh, discussion with them, uh, exchange ideas and, uh, introduce them to new research and discoveries. Uh, a lot of things were considered, uh, wrong, uh, some decades ago and people came to realize that that was not accurate. Uh, and I believe, uh, homosexuality sexuality in general is one of that, uh, for example, uh, honor crimes were considered a good thing uh, some decades ago. Uh, and now, people in Iraq, uh, a lot of the, the population there are against uh, honor crimes. Uh, so I think we need time, uh, especially with the sensitive issues like sexuality. Uh, people need some time to digest mm-hmm. the idea of. Uh, yeah. Discussing these topics, and then we take it from there.
2: Okay. And uh, how has the status of being minorities in Iraq, so in this case specifically being an LGBT person in Iraq, um, has that protected the LGBT community against typical schisms that Iraq faces, um, like along sectarian lines, or do LGBT Iraqis um, still associate themselves along, you know, Sunni, Shia, or Kurdish?
3: Uh, unfortunately, that status uh, made it even uh, worse for the LGBT community in Iraq. Uh, no matter what group or sect you belong to in Iraq, everyone agrees that uh, LGBT plus people are uh, not welcomed in Iraq. Uh, so um, there are a lot of LGBTs who still identify as Sunni, Shia, Kurd, Arab, you know, any other group in Iraq, but that would not, uh, in any way, provide them any protection if they were, in the same time, uh, having a different uh, sexual orientation.
2: Okay. Um. How about within the um LGBT community? Do they still um do they still have biases within each other um on the basis of um say religion, or ethnic group?
3: Not based on my experience. I've worked with uh, a lot of. Uh, people. I've, I've started my career uh, six years ago, so over the last six years, I've worked with a lot of people from different parts of the country. Not even once I encountered uh, people from the LGBT community uh, having issues with each other because of another uh, background or identity that the other person has.
4: Hello, this is actually Roach, and you're listening to Good music on 855 AM
0: on 3CR. Oh, no. Freeze, fellas, you're under arrest. What do I do? Um, call a lawyer? Hello, Fitzroy Legal Service. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. well, if you are arrested, you should make a no-comment interview.
3: A no-comment interview? Yeah. Well, how do I do that?
1: You say...
4: No no comment. comment!
3: To everything?
1: Yes. Except your name and address. Every other question you should answer with no comment.
3: So if he asks me what colour my shoes are, I say no comment?
0: Yes, you say... No no comment! comment. To everything? Yes, say... No no comment! comment.
1: If you are arrested, exercise your right to contact a lawyer and say no comment. a Legal Service proudly supporting 3CR.
3: Slavery is back.
1: Welcome to a place where private business profit from a captive labour force, yet pennies are spent on medical services to a population in which the indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. It depends who's telling the story I suppose, the prisoners would have one view, the people who work in the prison system would have another, and I think it's up to people to decide uh, where the truth is.
0: Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution.
4: You're listening to 3CR Radio. Right, you're back live with
2: us on Queering the Air. It's 855 on your AM dial. And so that was the first part of our interview with Amir Ashur. And we've got a couple more songs before we get back to it. Um, So it'll be followed by a song called Bread, Freedom uh, and Social Justice. In, it's an it's an Arab, it's an it's a song in Arabic yeah. by Rami Assam and Noel Carmen's cover of Adele's Hello.
0: Cool. <laughs> my yeah. Hello, it's me
2: I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet To go over everything They say that I'm supposed to heal you yeah, But I am done much healing Hello, can you hear me? I'm in California dreaming about who we used to be when we were younger and free. You're back listening to us live on Queering the Air. It's 855 on your AM dial with t and so we played two songs there, um Bread Freedom, Social Justice um by Rami Assam, who is a... Singer of the re- during the revolution in Egypt, um, during the Rabs, Arab swing, I should I should say, and the latter was Noel Carmen, who did a mashup with Hello Adele Hello and Fairuz um, Kifak So, Fairuz, for those who don't know, is a Lebanese legend, and in the words of Fadwa Tobi from the national UAE paper, describes as that she manages to accomplish the thinkable and rework. Seamlessly and seamlessly merged two songs by two female music legends from very different worlds. And I definitely agree with that. All right, so we'll go back with our interview with Amira Shur. Co. Cool. Um, so is there internal homophobia or transphobia within the LGBTI community in Iraq? Um, and if there is, how has this affected the community?
3: Unfortunately, yes, uh, because the lack of information that we have about sexuality in general uh, when it comes to our own bodies and uh, sexual uh, practices uh, are uh, considered a taboo, and everywhere you go, if you talk about homosexuality, it's always mentioned as a sin, something against religion, and that you will uh, end up in, in, in hell. So even people who uh, individuals are uh, suffering from, uh, they're homophobic against themselves, not only against each other. Uh, And that unfortunately uh, caused a lot of uh, distrust among the LGBT community. And I think that is one of the main challenges we are facing in Iraq queer and the queer community in general, because we are not able to, If that was not the case, it would have been so much easier to gather around, to talk, to discuss strategies and what we need to do. But uh, we're starting from a really uh, uh, basic point of just establishing trust that we are real. We do exist. We don't need to uh, uh, have trust issues with each other and uh, in some cases even threaten each other. Uh, because we have certain sexual orientations, yeah. so uh, that is something we are trying to work on by by being public about what we do, by owning and being proud of who who we are, and uh, keeping the advocacy uh, process going.
2: Okay, so um, Amir, in Australia, at least there's a very narrow view of um, you know of Iraq, um, let alone the LGBT community. Um, so, unfortunately, here Iraq is often linked to conflict and war in the in the minds of many. Um, what would your message be for the LGBT community here? Like, what would you like them to know?
3: I think uh, it, that's a, a very common misconception about Iraq that it's always associated with uh, war and conflict and terrorism, and that is not completely untrue. Uh, we have a lot of mm-hmm. uh, 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 problems, unfortunately but it's important to also know that uh, the community itself has a lot of other great things uh, i was uh, uh, i was relatively happy when when i was living there uh, but on, that reality is not uh, true for the lgbt community there so i think what i want the lgbt community in australia or other places where there are uh, better situations and better uh, stati- statuses uh, in these countries, uh, to know that the fight for human rights would not end when your country or your neighbor, neighboring country would get their uh, human rights status fixed and be the the one that everyone asks for. Human rights, I think, is a fight that needs to be done everywhere. And once you have done your part in your country, then you need to start supporting other countries, even if Australia and Iraq are so far away from each other. Uh, Like you said, there are a lot of uh, Iraqis in Australia, uh, and uh, I think both that population, but also Australians in general, uh, have the duty of supporting other movements in in, uh, other countries. Uh, It's important to know that the situation in Iraq will directly and indirectly influence the situation in Australia. So we need to work together.
2: Okay, so for um, so let's say for the community here um in Australia, how how do they help um with with the situation in Iraq? How do they um uh, how can they get involved or you know contribute to Iraq here?
3: I think it's not. Uh, It's not necessarily that they need to contribute to Iraq it's, it could be a lot of things. They could push their governments to push uh, Iraq uh, through a lot of the human rights treaties that have been signed by both Iraq, Australia, and so many other countries. So uh, the populations from each country can push their countries to put pressure on Iraq, to uh, um, actively uh, create laws that protect people because I think no matter who you are, killing should never be an option. And unfortunately, that's a reality for the LGBT plus community in Iraq. Uh, People can talk about the issue, they can raise awareness about it, they can um, uh, create campaigns, uh, they can uh, provide funding for for a lot of uh, individuals and organizations that work, not only for the LGBT community, but for human rights in general. Uh, after all, LGBT rights are human rights. They're not special set of human rights for special set of people. Uh, so there are many ways that we, people can uh, uh, support movements with. Uh, it depends on the capacity yep. and the the status of that person.
2: Okay. So I've got an, um, a question from one of our listeners here. Um so their question is, uh, how does Iraq queer um, you know, position itself and handle the fact that given the US-led invasion um, in Iraq has caused so many problems, but also at the same time, the West um, has more open attitudes to LGBT issues or accepting um, LGBT refugees? So h- how would you negotiate with that um, complex relationship?
3: Uh... First of all, uh, like I said, all of our members are Iraqis. So uh, even though uh, the organization is registered in the West, we're still a very Iraqi organization. Uh, The name is Iraqi. All the members are Iraqis, uh, and it's led by Iraqis. Uh, There are things that we unfortunately cannot control. We would have wanted to register it in Iraq, but that's illegal. So if people who uh, would blame us for... Uh, or who would associate us with the West and say it's registered in Sweden, we would love to get their help to uh, help us register Iraq. We're in Iraq. Yeah. Uh, for people who say uh, fundings are coming from Western uh, uh, institutes and governments, we would love to get local funding, and we would not take $1 from any other Western uh, fund. Uh, there are things that we need to man- maintain our work, and unless people are willing to uh, offer us a local alternative for these uh, uh, things, uh, we're not going to be able to cut down our or, or like end our connections with these uh, uh, organizations and governments. Uh, and one more thing, uh, all of our products are in both Arabic and Kurdish as well all of the writings that we publish, all of the stories and the documents, uh, and most of our members are inside Iraq. So that's the maximum we can do to show that we are Iraqis. We're not a Western influence. Sexuality is not something Western. Sexuality is a human nature. Yeah. Uh, Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I really do appreciate that. Um, I think it's really important for um, not just, you know, um, the LGBT community in Australia to hear, but I think, you know, elsewhere as well, I think there's a, um, a, lo- a large um, misconception about, you know, LGBT people being a Western uh, import when it's not. Um, so sure. thank you. Thank you, um, Amir, for joining us. I really do appreciate um, the time you've taken, and I do appreciate the work that Iraq does. Um, and I hope our listeners uh, can, can support the organization in every way they can. Um, Thank you for coming to our show.
3: Thank you so much for
2: having me. Thank you.
1: You're listening to 3CR. This is Billy X Jennings of the Black Panther Party. Power to the people.
3: Right. Slavery.
0: Things weren't going well in my relationship. Family violence was making life difficult at home, but I didn't know where I could go for help. I was unsure about my rights because I was not yet a permanent resident. I was worried that if we separated, I might not be able to stay in Australia. I went to InTouch and they were able to help me by telling me about my options. If you need migration advice, contact InTouch for a free and confidential discussion with a migration agent in your language by calling one 755 988 or search InTouch Multicultural Centre online. From every corner of the land, womankind
4: arrives! Women on the Line, a current affairs program devoted to women's voices, covering a diversity of women's interests and hearing women's perspectives on current affairs. Erosion of human rights leads
0: directly and inevitably to erosion of human security.
4: We do not accept the denial of our rights because the right to have a say over our country is our line. Women on the Line. Tune in on Mondays at 830 am and Wednesdays at 6 am on 3CR Community Radio 855 am well and streaming live at 3CR.org.au. Well, if you listen to 3CR, oh, clap your hands. If you
3: listen to 3CR, oh, clap your hands. If you listen to 3CR, oh, you sure 3C, oh, yes, know
1: where you are. If you listen to three say, oh, clap your hands If you listen to three say, oh, clap your hands If you listen to three say, oh, clap your hands Well, check out the happy vibe They're gonna ring up and subscribe If you listen to three say, oh, clap your hands What? Who the hell is that? Clap your hands What are you talking about? I ain't
0: no elephant Get out of here This is Handmade Radio Clap your hands Get out, get the hell out of
1: here now Hi, listeners, you're back on 3CR. That's 8:55 a.m. on your AM dial, as the singer of that song sung. Hope you're having a good Sunday. Um, I'm having a good Sunday.
2: how about you? It's always good when you're sitting on 3CR Studio. Studio, so
1: you know. I feel like you're flirting with someone who isn't here. What? <laughs> it just, just, the way you said that, it was very like, oh, it's good. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, you, know,
2: you have so to have a good. I, did, rel- I just thought I'd embarrass you. You have to have a good relationship with your listener, so I suppose <laughs> there is some truth to that. <laughs> um, I don't know if you- the extent of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So um, I've got a letter that was written, well, that I wrote, which during it was during the um, radiothon 3CR had, mm-hmm. and um, it was about you know radical radio, and due to it being held uh, during Ramadan at the time, I was not able to um, be in attendance. Mm. Um, but I did have a letter to share and um, I do not have a lot of experience with... Now's so Q- your chance to read it. Exactly. I don't have a lot of experience with queer radio or I've, I've not grown up with it. But uh, I guess I'm. it's written... Um, I want people to be aware that it does come from a position where it is from from a position about you know what it is to have queer radical radio after having none. <clears throat> cool. So here it goes. So growing up in Saudi Arabia meant that almost all media content and programs were monitored and controlled. I remember tuning in to the airwaves on my Walkman and later on my mother's portable radio. Even today, I also frequently listen to radio and podcasts while driving or while commuting on public transport. In many ways, radio has been a convenient source of information and entertainment. And I, as I reflect on 40 years of queer radio, it is hard for me to imagine that only five years ago, I would not have been able to access many queer spaces let alone queer radio. While living in an ultra-conservative, ultra-nationalist environment at 16, I began searching for more information. What, what it means to be a queer Muslim, do they exist, is my being an anomaly. Wherever I turned, I had to face harsh condemnation and near-absolute erasure. The religious right-wing conservative channels were constantly playing throughout Ramadan, the holy month of fasting. And at the time, during the thought we were actually in the month of Ramadan, and I would listen, I would l- look online, hoping that maybe there are alternatives, and there had to be. There, it was by chance I stumbled across content online that spoke about the Mukannathun. Some consider the Mukannath as, um, well, some would, equi- would try to make it equivalent to trans women, um, which I probably wouldn't, because I don't believe that's how they would actually describe themselves, It's um, being a non-Western queer identity. Um, the more I learned about queer history interactions in Islamic history, I was excited. But I also felt sad and betrayed that this information has long been kept from many and locked away. Mm-hmm. I hope to change that. Being involved with Queering the Air made me just as excited when I learned of transgender people in Islamic history. And I don't know that sounds funny for a lot of people, but like the excitement I had in that moment was... It was so... I don't know. It was so... Pure, and I've, I don't think I've ever felt anything like that since. Mm. Um, the pain that was caused by the doubts and erasure you know, is gone. Um, I have now found peace and I never want to look back. I know that media, including Queer Radio, can save and t- change lives because it has for me. And since at the time when we we're in the middle of the Muslim holy month, the fasting, Ramadan, a time of reflection and building society and communities, It is during that time I urge my fellow straight Muslim friends and family to critically analyze their positions, stances, and politics, to acknowledge that queer Muslims are part of the fabric of our communities. Queer Muslims exist. My existence is my resistance. Queer people, we are timeless. And I celebrate our community, Our community that has continued to flourish and thrive, survive, despite the challenges we face. Queer radio can create and build communities, educate, engage, entertain, mobilize, and work towards queer liberation. With respect to that, we we have to make oppressions of and within the queer, trans, gender diverse communities apparent. Mm. To our listeners, thank you for listening to the music, poems, conversations, stories, discussions, and interviews, and I thank you once again for your support. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, um I think we've got a couple of songs that yeah, we, we can probably break into. Now? Cool. Um, so I've got a song by Blue Scholarist called Hussein. Okay, cool.
0: 20 to 30 because the 40s are rapping all the 50s 60s 70s and 80s are laughing all the way to the bank man and back to the mansion but we assassins on stage most modern day Hamlets, watching y'all rest way more than a Sabbath.
4: You're listening to 3CR, 8.55 on the AM dial. The right,
2: you're back on live with Queering the Air with j and um, So that was uh, Hussein, um, the artist being um, Blue Scholars. And
1: now we're going to play a song, uh, sorry, a poem by um, a writer called Jamaica Kincaid. Um... <laughs> And it's called "Girl," and it's really great. And they're like definitely a favorite writer of mine. And um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, there might be a content warning. I'm not sure for language and maybe like strong themes and maybe mention of sexual content too. So just to be aware of that. Yeah. So the poem's called "Girl" by Jamaica Kincaid, and it's um, she's reading
4: it. Wash the white clothes on Monday and put them on the stone heap. Wash the color clothes on Tuesday and put them on the clothesline to dry. Don't walk bareheaded in the hot sun. Cook pumpkin fritters in very hot sweet oil. Soak your little cloths right after you take them off. When buying cotton to make yourself a nice blouse, be sure that it doesn't have gum on it because that way it won't hold up well after a wash. Soak salt fish overnight before you cook it. Is it true that you sing Benna in Sunday school? Always eat your food in such a way that it won't turn someone else's stomach. On Sundays, try to walk like a lady and not like the slut you are so bent on becoming. (laughs) Don't sing Benna in Sunday school. You mustn't speak to wharf-rat boys, not even to give directions. Don't eat fruits on the street, flies will follow you. But I don't sing Benner on Sundays at all, and never in Sunday school. This is how to sew on a button. This is how to make a buttonhole for the button you have just sewed on. This is how to hem a dress when you see the hem coming down, and sew to prevent yourself from looking like the slut I know you are so bent on becoming. This is how you iron your father's khaki shirt so that it doesn't have a crease. This is how you iron your father's khaki pants so that they don't have a crease. This is how you grow okra far from the house because okra tree harbors red ants. When you are growing dasheen, make sure it gets plenty of water or else it makes your throat itch when you are eating it. This is how you sweep a corner. This is how you sweep a whole house. This is how you sweep a yard. This is how you smile to someone you don't like too much. This is how you smile to someone you don't like at all. (laughs) This is how you smile to someone you like completely. This is how you set a table for tea. This is how you set a table for dinner. This is how you set a table for dinner with an important guest. This is how you set a table for lunch. This is how you set a table for breakfast. This is how to behave in the presence of men who don't know you very well, and this way they won't recognize immediately the slut I have warned you against becoming. (laughs) Be sure to wash every day, even if it is with your own spit. Don't squat down to play marbles. You are not a boy, you know. Don't pick people's flowers, you might catch something. Don't throw stones at blackbirds because it might not be a blackbird at all. This is how to make a bread pudding. This is how to make dukuna. This is how to make pepper pot. This is how to make a good medicine for a cold. This is how to make a good medicine to throw away a child before it even becomes a child. This is how to catch a fish. This is how to throw back a fish you don't like. And that way, something bad won't fall on you this is how to bully a man this is how a man bullies you this is how to love a man and if that doesn't and if this doesn't work there are other ways and if they don't work don't feel too bad about giving up this is how to spit up in the air if you feel like it and this is how to move, to move quick so that it doesn't fall on you this is how to make ends meet always squeeze bread to make sure it's fresh. But what if the baker won't let me feel the bread? You mean to say that after all, you're really going to be the kind of woman who the baker won't let near the bread?
2: As Prime Minister of Australia,
1: I'm sorry. live to you from I'm the sorry. Aboriginal Ten Embassy in Canberra as part of the Sorry Day Convergence. Sorry. And here comes Gilla. How you going, Gilla?
0: How's it going, Gab? How's it going? Uh, all you listeners down Melbourne. And you're missing a great
4: time up here and a, a great day.
0: You to imagine, what if it to you? No Subscribe
4: to your award-winning
1: independent community radio station Bringing you coverage of community issues and events. We need your support. Call 9 8377
4: and subscribe today.
0: can't face the future now we face the
4: sorrow. I feel hopeful, I feel grateful, I feel sorry.
0: As an Aboriginal person, let me shake your hand. Thanks very much for being here today.
4: Thank you very much. No worries. right this is brother west from the american empire trying to keep alive the legacy of john coltrane curtis mayfield nina simone and i am so glad you
0: are listening to the 3cr because 3cr is a force for good is telling the truth and allows you both to laugh not at but with others. oh what a grand radio station it is
1: so you're back live on 3cr 855 am on your am dial wait I just said that twice. Um, and you just heard like a poem from Jamaica Kincaid. Okay, I'm not sure how it's pronounce Kincaid. Maybe, um, called "Girl," and yeah, it was really interesting. And it seemed to like, um, talk a lot about like the rhythms of life, mm-hmm. um, for the girl in 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 the poem growing up, and and I um talking to like an older woman or her mother, I think. So what next <laughs> well
2: we're probably gonna i'm probably gonna plug in a couple events that i think are interesting i don't know if the listeners might find it interesting hope you do <laughs> that's why i'm sharing it um so we've got a symposium on justice through conflict uh, conflict through justice at the university of mm-hmm. melbourne from the 24th to 25th of october and why am i mentioning this um because angela davis is gonna be there so if you're She'll be speaking on the 24th of Very October. It, you will have to fork up $250, however, Whoa. to be part <laughs> of the program. So, yeah. Not so exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll have to. You've got a month <clears throat> to save up. 250 Um They did have an early bird, which ended mm-hmm. um, last week. Okay, yeah. Sorry, not last week, on Friday. Yeah. Um, It was 220 so. Is it a conference, like... Uh, it's It's a symposium it's a two-day symposium yeah oh so it's 250
1: dollars for the whole event yep exactly but like if you just wanted to see like angela davis or a certain speaker it might be less
2: i'm not too sure if she's speaking at another event but from just from my understanding yeah you'll have to get a ticket to the whole program okay um there is also an event called salaam fest which is um let's just take a look at the description (laughs) a unique celebration presented by the Islamic Council of Victoria for the people of Victoria. Mm -hmm. And it's celebrating Victoria's diverse cultural heritage through the arts and culture of Australian (laughs) Muslims. Slumfest includes a unique blend of contemporary and traditional performances, film, poetry, literature, and so much more. Um, It's it's over two days, um, starting Saturday 1st of October and Sunday 2nd of October. So they've got the Muslim Film Festival, um, show co- showcasing short stories from across the Muslim world, including stories from Palestine, Lebanon, Iran, Pakistan, United Arab, Arab Emirates, and many other countries. And the M- Muslim Arts Festival um, is also presenting um, the talents of contemporary international and local performers, po- poetry, and, and music. That's in- featuring whirling dervish, um, international dance troupe, Albanian folk dancers, spoken word, Rumi's recitals, fusion music, and you know so on. Cool. Did you have anything else Um, to add to that? Any more announcements?
1: My brain is fried, unfortunately. Um, And I don't have a smartphone, which is a magical device that allows you to look up things that are happening. So I don't have one of them. Um, So otherwise I could probably do something. But, yeah. Um, Also, um, do we want to play another song before we go out? And Which which song would you like to play?
2: um, So we're going to go out for the bang. We're going to play Vision (laughs) by... Um, I am going to butcher this name unfortunately Lachamanu <laughs> uh, Lajamanu teenage band yeah cool <laughs>